stiff masses today. Back in back in the saddle. That was Damn, a fight. Can you between, have a record back? Huh? Can you have a record? There's a fight. There was a fight between. Eagles and a Wizards player that resulted in one of them getting cut from their team. Yeah, just hit the record button. I already got to set up how I want. Yeah. your hair. Yeah. For that real. shit tight as hell. <laughs> that shit got some tight motherfucking curls in it. That shit look like you put a wig on. I put a wig. <laughs> Niggas thought I put a wig on. That's <coughs> <coughs> the nigga got shot with Nipsey Hussle. Mm-hmm. He in jail. Tiger Woods and the Nasties. Yeah, he got shot. He got shot. Next to Nipsey Hussle, and he went to jail because he was around a known gang member or something. Yeah. Game of Thrones tonight. Uh, Eagles and a Wizards player got into a fight at a nightclub. One of them got cut from their team because of it. Uh, Let's see. Karen Civil calls out Reggie Bush for unauthorized Nipsey Hussle GoFundMe. Um... DMX and the IRS. He putting up his mansion for sale. What you on? Huh? What site you on? Uh, I'd rather not give my sources on. Oh, okay. Oh, I figured that's what you was. <laughs> uh, I was a quick check. Um. Damn. There was something that you just said that I wanted to speak about. Yeah, I'll start. You gotta open the podcast first. I guess, but I just I can still figure it out before I start. I guess I'll just open it up like you said, then, and then we can just get to one of those. How y'all doing today? Um, damn, that sounds stupid. You sound something, I know, right? Something you said. How y'all doing today? How y'all doing? We here today? to report the sad news to the world. Yeah, you know it's your boy Trey. It's it's Cam. You know it's damn right a <laughs> podcast. You know. Here go the energy. Welcome to Damn Writer Podcast. It's your boy Trey. I don't like being loud in here. It sounds real loud in my headphones. It's me and your boy Cam. Neighborhood. <laughs> what neighborhood? That was for Nip. What neighborhood? Nip's neighborhood. I don't know. I grew up in a, I grew up in a gangster fight neighborhood. I don't know nothing about that. Uh, anyway, continue. <laughs> um. It is currently, I don't know what time it is. It is 6.41 on a good Sunday. <coughs> and we're in here discussing nothing right now. I don't know what to say. But I would like to say to the listeners that if you would like to um, talk to me or Cam or just join the conversation, you can hashtag Damn Right Podcast on any social media that you have that you know we are on. That is it. That is the message. 
several different that. different hashtags that work for you. Hashtag the simplest one, and the shortest one is hashtag damn right, or hashtag damn right podcast. You, I mean, you can put the A in there. You surely shouldn't because it's more typing. Well, damn right podcast. Facts. That's the best. Save one. yourself a character. That's the best one to go to if you would like to uh, join any conversation that we might, we might have talk or to bring you. it up. We might not. If you insult me, I might not talk to you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sensitive like that. I am more likely to talk to you if you insult me. Probably. All right. Yeah. Let's start. Uh. Let's start with the Nipsey Hustle funeral and what's the shit called? Excuse me. Um, procession. Pardon. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts? Did you watch the funeral? I didn't watch the funeral. I watched some clips from the funeral. I watched some of the perception with you, and uh, that was it. I haven't been too much into that because I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of like in my own space with the whole thing. I'm I'm not trying to get fucking ran over with Nipsey Hustle news. Like it's just everywhere. Oh, you got. I'm to, seeing Lauren Hustle London news. name everywhere because all everybody talking about his fucking relationships and how that's just what it's gonna be. Nigga, that shit is annoying. You didn't hear Tupac's name for twenty three years straight. <laughs> Just all in some form of capacity every single week of your life. Even when I was aware that every Tupac was dead. Every single week of your life. Maybe every day if you Even when I was enough. aware that Tupac was dead, that was something that I was you like. You heard about the I was learning about it by myself. It wasn't nobody like, like I wasn't all on social media here, like seeing every single post just for like, people don't even care that much. I understand sometimes, I mean sometimes I don't that don't matter. Th- I don't even think that it's people don't care that much. And of course, you got a fair amount of folks that's always going to get caught up in the hype. But I feel like it's just, it take losing something to realize what you the have. value. Mm-hmm. It's like if you, it's like taking your house for granted. And then you lose your house to like foreclosure. And you just like, God damn, that shit did so much to me. But I took it for granted. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, that ain't got to be something like a house. It could be something more precious like a watch or something somebody gave you, somebody gave you that's sentimental. Uh, Nipsey's presence in the world was a little bit more than sentimental. It was like, like that guy was like, if there was somebody who was supposed to take the the mantle of hip hop, probably take like, not saying Jay Z or Diddy would have to pass the torch, but somebody that can come in like this is the next step of evolution from a Jay Z and a Diddy is you get a Nipsey hustle, and then from his camp or from somebody that's around him. The next step and the next generation. You know what I'm saying? It's like that. It's like you realize that you lost the most thorough step and all of the steps that are possibly around that you could have taken or that are available for the culture to boost itself up on. Like the sturdiest step was taken. So you kind of realize like, damn, we're we not on the calmest footing. And then you just look at, I was sitting there thinking about it earlier. You just look at man's life and it was almost prophetic. Like, he was almost like, I, I hate to say it, but he was almost, I don't even say I hate to say it, but it was like he was a modern day prophet. Like, online, online with like Muhammad or like Jesus. I mean, nothing really made these two men more special than anybody else that mm-hmm. came through and said the gospel. Maybe Jesus, because Jesus came through with actual son of God, if you believe that. But Muhammad was just a regular dude. And they just brought the word through Muhammad. 
and it was so thorough that you know it inspired a billion people to this day to continue to like well, to fight and die for that shit. If if the culture is inspired by just this man, or they feel like this man made a step more than others, then it's not it's not like it's not a reach to say that word, like to call him prophet or whatever. For what I don't know, but like like a prophet of what I couldn't tell you, but. Well, you to just say look profit. At, I mean, that's not that's not a far stretch. You look at you look at the detail, like a lot of the details, and just the man's life are of what you would think in the same vein of what a prophet would be. Because you got to think, I would say he was humble. Everyone he ran into these are these are the things that most people you know everything everybody he ran into he made an impact on, and then the changes he made with with his own people, and that's really. Like that's really why you would put him up there, because he did so much and he gave so much and it was like so, where well, it seemed so genuine, and that's why people can say that. Like that's, that's right, but thing. that's the biggest thing for me. That's that's part. Of, I mean, that's the archetype that most prophets fall under. But I'm thinking of it more along the lines of like how God would send a prophet nowadays if that was the case, because if you the different religions that have been spurred by prophets whatnot or whatnot each prophet had a different you know uh method of operation that they went about and their, their ideals were similar but the way they went about it was different like jesus and at the time and point where jesus came into the world if you believe in it in a theistic uh type of sense that was like not too long after the great flood or whatever, a couple thousand years after that. So the world had re- been remade. Human beings needed a person to come along and show them from their barbaric state of like, this is what perfection looks like. This is what you can strive to, to get. Mm-hmm. Right, because it was still a whole bunch of just like ignorant ass evil shit running around. People didn't have like chill, I guess. If you could, the easiest way to sum it up. And then fast forward like, 700 800 years i think that's i think islam was founded in like the 700s i'm pretty sure muhammad came and he did he didn't have to live a life of like super purity like he just spurred a bunch of people that really like to fight together and uh, you just can't be a shit person yeah well like like it's not that you can't be a shit person but you can't be a shit person but you also have to do more than the average person not even so much. You just gotta. You just gotta. You to just be, have to move the masses to a tune that benefits them. I feel like it, in, just in has, to be, it has to be genuine, though. Huh? It, has to, it has to be genuine. You have to exactly move the masses, and you can't be a shit person. Well, yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can be a prophet for some evil shit. Facts, Facts. but I feel like just looking at the time period nowadays, human beings are old. You know oldest that we've ever been in history makes sense if you think about it so it wouldn't make sense for a Jesus to pop up because nobody would believe him like literally even if he was on there doing works of miracle in front of everybody somebody would still be like bro this is like they they still wouldn't believe it they would be like this is some type of technology or something like that too much yeah technology has taken away some type of cgi right technology has taken away that somebody made a movie and made this man walk on water right right and then also i don't think god wants to save everybody so i don't think he would be sending you don't think god wants to save everybody fuck no why not 
Bro, there's plenty of instances in the Bible where God was like, hey, kill all them niggas because I can't save them. Literally, you can open the Bible and pull it, like, read text where he was like, kill all of them, even the kids. Okay. So, yeah, he ain't trying to save everybody. But, do you, but in that, okay, well, I guess I, I guess I don't have no point to refute that. Right, so he ain't trying to save everybody. So, I feel like he, he sent a, a prophet to the target community that he was trying to influence, uh, you know, black people, people to listen to hip-hop, people of struggle, his children. So, Nipsey was that guy. He had to come from a background of non-perfection because every black person on the face of the planet is not perfect. You know what I'm saying? What's the one thing that most black people can associate themselves or at least know somebody that's in it or have done it themselves is, is gang activity or crime or something like that around that area. Like, there's always a portion of your family. Every black family probably has a, a sleeve or a sliver of, of their tribe that is engaged in gang activity somewhere. So it's just, it's the story is not is not like something that you wouldn't. It's not something that's hard to believe to come from being a gang member, probably being the lowest of the low, and like you know that's one of the most dangerous gangs in the world out there. What he at Rolling Sixties, one of the toughest, oldest gangs in the world. They they do what they need to do, and they've been around, still going. So okay, I'm so sure, yeah, I'm sure he was into his fair fair share of street life, and then to rise above all that and to bring his tribe out of that darkness. And then they put the architect in, like, this is how we save our children to confront them from that darkness. That's a prophet. Okay, so because of his prophet likeness and his impact, how do you feel about his friend having to be going to jail after such an incident where they're just like, you was hanging around a bad person? Because at the end of the day, that's how they're trying to make it seem. You're not supposed to be hanging around these type people, even though that's not what's going on. And they still put that man in jail because he was, and he was even shot with his friend. He's paralyzed, like, like paralyzed from the waist down. At this point, I know the government's not like, "Hey, look, we gotta show some sympathy, man. This man is paralyzed now. They don't give a fuck about that." No. But at the end of the day, it's just like, yeah, you know, this man is a gang member, but it's like he's not. A, it's not the same. Well, he's level. not a. He's if technically he's to if, me if if. See, you got it's this 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 is where to me you got to start asking the questions like is this something deeper because in in the vein like you you see how the smiling faces when it's done all said and done turn into like knives in your back you know what I'm saying or the knife that was already there we just happened to put it away for a second because you was crying so you know let me pat you in the back now you good let's keep fighting type shit like. It raises the question, is there more nefarious elements? Because...